Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. We are coming to you with something different today. Fresh off of Valentine's Day at the beginning of the week, we're going to talk about love. No, not that kind of love. We have not changed the whole premise of this podcast. But we want to know, do you love your job? Do you love your investment portfolio? Or are you looking for a match made in heaven? You know, Sam, people always ask us, what is it that you do? And so we're talking about a match made in heaven. And what we mean by that is we're essentially matchmakers. And again, we're not talking about finding your next spouse, your date, your significant other. We're talking about finding your match in business. And so we're really like matchmakers. We help people determine is franchising right for them? And if it is, you know, what opportunity would be the best fit for what they're looking for? I think the best fit is is really key there because, you know, there's not a perfect fit for everybody, right? But the best fit. And so what we found, Brittany, and, and it happens almost every time, is people always think they know what they want. They're always telling us, well, I know exactly what I'm looking for. It's X, Y, Z. <laughs> and so it's the same as somebody saying, you know, I only like blondes. I'm very into blondes. And you're like, well, I have this friend and she's a brunette and she's smart and she's interested in cars the same way you are. And you guys would be great together. But the problem is she's not blonde. And so it's the same with businesses. When we do our business assessment, we're talking to people constantly and they're saying things, you know, I, I'm thinking of a guy, Brittany, and I know you're thinking of him too. He was telling us, you know, I just really love brands that are luxurious and sexy and things that, you know, really purr. And then he tells us, well, I only really would like one to two employees. Oh, yeah. Also, I do not want to deal with any kind of a commercial lease. Oh, and I'd like to make sure that my margin percentage is incredibly high. Those are the things that are really important to me. So he thought that he was looking into a business that was going to be, you know, something a little bit sexier, ended up in a really cool service-based business, but it checked all of his boxes. So I guess the lesson there for us is you might actually like brunettes. The package doesn't necessarily matter. It's what delivers, right? Totally. You know, another thing that we hear all the time is, I would love to have a Chick-fil-A. But again, it's the same thing. First of all, Chick-fil-A isn't a traditional franchise like you'd think of. You don't have an asset at the end that you can own. So that piece of education alone typically deters people from wanting the Chick-fil-A. But also, think of how many hourly employees you need with a Chick-fil-A. So there's a lot of moving parts. And that's so much of what we dig into. You know, we want to think about what do you actually want? What do you think you want, at least? And we say, said it a few times already, you know, how many employees do you want? That's something we're going to dig in on. How much time do you want to commit to a business? And there's kind of two folds there. How much time can you commit to a business? How much capacity do you have in your schedule? And then do you want to commit all of that time to a business? And then we're looking at your skill sets. If you're strong in sales and you love sales, let's find you an opportunity that can leverage those skill sets. So we really take time to figure out what are your strengths from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're in a business to make money. 
And we talk about this sometimes, Sam, you know, we say that it's not always just about passion, right? You're invested in a mosquito franchise. And I wouldn't say that you're (laughs) passionate about bugs. I wouldn't either. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really about figuring out, you know, what's a good fit. And sometimes it's about the money, right? We're not looking at charity. We're looking at businesses. You're making an investment. So what's your comfort level for an investment range? And what are you looking for from a return standpoint? We want to dig into the money. And the money is so vital because it really is, like you said, we're not getting into a charity. We're not matching you with a charity to give donations to. We're matching you with something that really can create wealth and drive something fantastic for your family. And, you know, as we look at options with you, you know, we want you to do something that most matchmakers, when you think of a traditional matchmaker, wouldn't necessarily want you to do, but we want you to date around. So when you work with us, we want you to look at a couple of options. You've got to date around because most people, again, come to us thinking they want one specific category. I want to own a gym. I want to own a restaurant. I want to own something kids, whatever it may be. But again, we're taking so much information on those first couple of calls to figure out what actually may make sense. So we present a couple of options to people. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're helping people make a good match. Yeah, this definitely is not your mama's dating advice. Now, I want to be very clear. We are talking about business dating. So if anybody just jumped in, we are not telling you to go have a date on the side from your wife or husband. (laughs) We are telling you to get a few brands that we're going to show to you. And we want you to go through the process and really get to know them because one is simply not enough. It's not. So we want people to date around. We're going to introduce our clients always to a few brands to really help them figure out what do they like? What do they not like? And I think sometimes you don't know what you like until you actually dive in with a couple of brands and really go through the process. And it's very similar to dating. And I think about when I was dating and out there and, you know, you kind of don't know exactly why you're thinking about one person all the time or why one person is really the one you want to be with. And I mean, I have a million reasons for my husband, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Again, they have one reason why he rose to the top. (laughs) It's very much the same as when you're looking at a business. One concept will really start to stand out and you'll be thinking about it. You'll be envisioning yourself in it. And, you know, how do you really know when you found the one? That's the question. And I think first and foremost – You have to do your due diligence. So you need to do the dating. You need to make sure you're listening on calls with the brand representatives. You really have to make sure that you're digging into this. The other thing is it's your gut. And I think a lot of people in our position, Brittany, don't talk about this enough because there's so many bullet points and logical things and all the reasons why this business looks so amazing on paper. And it's the same as the surgeon who checks every box that you are dating or something, you know, it's everything that you thought you wanted and then you end up in a totally different situation. But you have to go with your gut. You can really see yourself in that business. The other thing is you know your flaws. So you know the flaws of this business. Every business has shortcomings. But the upside is just so much more impressive that you can accept the shortcomings of this business whatever they are. You know, and I I think about this in my own personal situation. 
I've been known to be a bit messy and leave a you know, pile of clean clothes here and there or leave a few things out <laughs> of my you and, you and me both. Yes. <laughs> my my husband just said a few. I'm sure. <laughs> but thank goodness for both of us, Brittany, our glowing personalities really far outweighs that. <laughs> and you can overlook a few traits or things that aren't exactly great. And it's the same thing when you're looking at a franchise. You can see like, okay, so there's a few things. Maybe there's a few franchisees that have had rough years. Maybe there's something there. But as you go through the process and you validate and you do all those things, you go, yeah, overwhelmingly though, this package is awesome. You know, and I loved that you talked about, Sam, how it's kind of, you know, in your gut, if you will. You do that gut check. I was working with one of our clients this morning. He's booked for Discovery Day later this month. And we were talking about that piece. When I talk about the final step in the process, which I know we'll talk about later on in this episode, they call it Discovery Day. I always tell clients a couple of things. Number one, it's meet the team and it's, you know, getting the peek behind the curtain, I always call it, of what could it look like if you join the family. But it's also that gut check, making sure that you have the right people in place uh, to be partners with. You know, and I think that brings up a really important topic of, you know, what is the value in working with a franchise consultant? I just mentioned that I was on a call with one of my clients this morning, and that's a piece of the value. But let's talk about it from the beginning. Part of what you and I do, Sam, is we're vetting businesses. That's what we spend a huge chunk of our day doing. We flew out to Florida and met with 25 businesses last week. And so we're getting to know the leadership team behind them. We're understanding their financial position. Can they support franchisees, the model, the differentiators, marketing strengths? So we're really vetting them you know, we care about who they are as people. Are they integral people that we feel good about placing our clients in with? So, you know, that's first and foremost. I think that's really important to you and I. Being in franchising for so long, I think really gives us an edge from a consulting standpoint. So if you haven't listened to our first episode, you know, feel free to do that to learn more about us. But Sam and I have over 20 years of franchise experience now. I was raised by a franchisor, so I've been around franchising my entire life. And then Sam and I have both held various roles working first for franchisees. We've been in sales roles, training roles, management roles, operations roles between the two of us before moving into franchise development. So I think the value in working with people that have experience in franchise development is you'll hear on other episodes Franchising is a mutual valuation process. And so we teach our clients, how do you stay in the driver's seat? So if you like an opportunity, you get that opportunity. We know how to ace a franchise development process because we each ran really successful franchise development process. And then the last piece, you know, we have a unique perspective from, from a franchisee standpoint. And I think, you know, that's where I come in as a franchisee and the work doesn't end when you're married, right? And I think that's kind of the side of, of it is when when you're there as a franchisee, we can also give advice at what that looks like. You know, I, I think something unique about us is when a client buys a franchise from us, we're not done. It's not like, well, it's been awesome knowing you and congratulations and best of luck. We're always happy to help and take phone calls and provide, you know, as much advice as we can. And I think 
when we approach questions before people become franchisees, I always think about it from the franchisee side and the seat that we sit in right now. Yeah. I mean, we personally are evaluating businesses all the time. I mean, there's a couple of brands that (laughs) between you and I and our husbands we're evaluating right now. So like we understand what it's like to be in those shoes personally to evaluate businesses. And we always say, you know, we're not your married friend that's been married for 15 years. That's trying to give you old advice on dating when they haven't been on in a date and let's call it 20 years. Um, we're walking the walk. We're talking the talk because again, we're in the same shoes many times just evaluating what is going to be our next investment. And I think probably the best thing for us to talk about next, Brittany, is what does the dating process look like for franchises? Because it is incredibly different than you know dating, but there are so many parallels. This isn't Tinder. We're not left swipe, right swipe just go in, you're all the way in and you're on a date. So what we want to do is walk you through what it looks like. So during the introduction to brands, we ask that our clients go on two dates, business dates with each company. Now, you need to have your manners for the first date. Don't forget your manners. <laughs> you're not you're not walking into a, your first date with a with a man or a woman and saying, Hey, I'm just wondering, just curious, but how much money do you make? Is there any way that we could just skip all this BS and get right to the financials? No way. You would not be asked for date number two. Franchising is exactly the same way. Now, the best thing about it is on your second date in the real world, you're definitely not digging into financials, but in franchising, the second date is all about financials. Imagine that your date gets up from the dinner table and he leaves open his entire bank account. You can see how much money he makes, how much money he spends, where he spends that money, how much money he's putting into savings. At this point in time, now you're like, okay, I have a really keen understanding of what's important to this person, what type of person he is. And that's the same as business. When you're looking at somebody's financials in the second call or the second date, you're digging into that. You're starting to get a clear picture of what's available. So the third call, also known as the third date, you've now went through and gotten the opportunity to eliminate some suitors that just aren't doing it for you. If you're on the third date with somebody, you're probably not dating a bunch of other people. Now, this is very interesting because you're about to gain access to a franchise brand's little black book. What does this mean? Now, imagine if you're on a date with a woman and you could call all of her ex-boyfriends and get all of the dirt. That is what the FDD is. It's information in every franchise system that's available. It's every franchisee, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And through validation, you are going to actually get the opportunity to talk to these franchisees. So you get a chance to analyze them and then you get the opportunity to speak to people as well. And when you talk about validation, I mean, not only do you have all of their contact information, you also, we coach you on like, what do you need to know? You don't just need financials. You need to understand what does that day in the life look like for a franchisee? 
and what level of support are they receiving? So that's so much of what we talk about because we really want our clients to go into the decision-making process before they get to that final step of feeling confident, feeling like they've gathered enough information. Franchising is so much more than financial performance. There are many amazing financially performing brands that we have that just are not fits for everybody. Same as dating. There are plenty of amazing eligible bachelor and bachelorettes out there that just are not a fit for everybody. Now, we're at the point in this process when we're talking about the third date that you're starting to look at getting a little bit more serious. When you're down to one, when you get down to one person in the dating process, one brand in the dating process, it's time to meet the family. And for anyone that's listening that has been married for 20 years, you might have felt that familiar pit in your stomach. You're going to meet the family. That is what Discovery Day in franchising is. Now, I'm telling you, there might be one person, that uncle, <laughs> that you're not exactly into that, you know, that is there. It could be the same in the franchise. Maybe you don't like a certain person as much, but you have to look at the big picture. Do you like this family? Do you see yourself as a part of this brand? If the answer is yes, guess what? You are getting married. It is time to sign a franchise agreement. And, you know, I think that all ties back to what I talked about of having that gut check. It, you know, you've checked the boxes of can it make the money you're looking for? Do I want to do this job day to day? Do I like, you know, all the business aspects? But you have to make sure you like the team because, again, you're signing a 10, 15 year franchise agreement, which lasts longer than, unfortunately, many marriages. So you have to make sure that you like the team in place. That discovery day is an important step of the process. And like Sam said, then you're married. But you know, you really still have to put in work. And I think sometimes, you know, we don't talk about that enough as a franchise consultant. I think that the value in buying into a franchise system is the support and training and infrastructure that's in place. But I don't want any of our clients to ever be mistaken and think that they don't have to put in work. You know, imagine if you go on a business trip and you're gone every single week you don't pay any attention to your spouse. You're traveling every week. You don't pay any attention. You don't have any time for them. Do you think your marriage will work out? Probably not, right? You've got Absolutely gotta, not. <laughs> yeah, you've got to pay your marriage attention. So you've got to pay your business attention. Again, that's why we ask in the beginning with our clients, how much time do you want to devote to a business? You have to put in the work. You have to pay your business attention. Yes, the beauty of a franchise is having the systems and support in place. But I always tell people you have to be willing to pour into your business. You have to give it that love, that attention, and that work that it takes to be successful. And I think that really, Brittany, goes back to making the best match on the front side. And where we come in as matchmakers is finding those businesses that people want to pour in the attention and the time and all of those things. Now, I do think you said, you know, in these last longer than most marriages, the interesting thing about franchising is I wouldn't necessarily call it a breakup, but you can make money in a divorce at a franchise. If you decide to sell your business, you're not giving away half of your assets. You're actually getting a multiple. <laughs> so if you've done a great job of pouring in and having a great time in your business, the difference is at the end, 
you really do have an asset and you're able to actually hopefully sell for a multiple. Yeah. And, you know, people talk to us all the time about, you know, the comfort of a job. I feel really secure in my job. And one of the things that we always talk about with our clients is you can't sell your job. Once your job, whether by choice by you or choice by the company, you can't sell your job. And that is the beauty of a franchise system is as a franchisee, you own that location. So of course, there's rules. You have to get approval on who you can sell to and all of that. But you have the ability to sell your business and make a nice exit from it. And I, I just think about all the things that go into doing this and all the things that we've talked about today. And you mentioned jobs. And unlike dating, it's not usually socially acceptable to have a wife and then also continue to date and find another perfect partner on the side. But <laughs> this is unless you watch Sister Wives. <laughs> but this is for the majority of us, one partner is enough. <laughs> but I I definitely my husband would definitely agree does not yes. have one wife. Yeah. So. Yep. No, uh, my husband can only handle me. I'm enough. <laughs> <laughs> but in franchising, you can buy a business while you still have your job as long as you understand the time commitments. And again, that is the correct match. That is a beautiful thing about entrepreneurship. And not every business will you be able to keep your job, but man, do we have some incredible businesses that we're working with right now. I would say the overwhelming majority of them have the ability to be semi-absentee as long as you still have some capacity and desire to pour into the business. So if you would like us to find your next match, you know where to find us. You can email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Find us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website at FranPathConsulting.com to fill out your free business assessment. Have a great week.